Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How this haven swells in the crescent hour. The man from the Docklands and the lady of the lake join hands, and the sky blushes. Hold on, hold on and steady yourselves. Dance back to your seat, and returning with pint poured, I smile myself senseless. The garden blooms with time here, at the moon underwater. Hello everyone and welcome to the Moon Underwater! Oh! And how the Moon Underwater has revealed itself anew, Robin, this evening. Well, it, it looks familiar. It looks so familiar. I think the moon underwater is trying to tell me something, but I can't work out what. What do you think it's trying to say? It's saying, where were you last happy? Do you know what I think it is? It's saying, whence did you last find bliss? Mm. And it's sort of forced us to take our own minds to that feeling of just total and utter peace. And it's revealed itself as the Dagdabar. Unbelievable. And it's turned on the taps. <laughs> and it's because the great thing about the moon underwater is it's, it's a working version of the Dagdabar. Yeah. It's no, this is no picture postcard. Is this a figment of our imagination? I think it's a figment of your imagination. Oh. And I'm sort of, uh, I've chipped in 10 <laughs> quid to, to have a go on your imagination. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, so the moon underwater has revealed itself uh, in a very Dagdabar adjacent space with beautiful patrons here all dotted around uh, amongst the beer mats, the chalkboards, the optics, the uh, big sausages. Do they still have the big sausages? Uh, not today. Not today. Not, not today. Another, another victim of COVID. 
the big sausages cancelled. The, the big sausages have been c- cancelled by COVID. I'm not really sure how that works. Sounds like a nightmare conversation on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the Black Isle Blonde, resplendent in its own self, Robin. Mm, yes. And that takes you back down the long vista of years, doesn't it? It really does take me back down the long vista of years, yeah. It's just great to be here because normally you come here to just have a bit of solitude and peace on your own. So it's quite weird to be here with every single person looking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to be clear, if you're listening to the podcast, we're, we're coming live from the Dagda. Uh, apologies if that wasn't clear. The greatest pub on earth. Yeah, indeed. Uh, the, the best pub to almost sound like a folk guitar tuning for a five-string guitar. D-A-G-D-A. Mm. Is that an actual tuning? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not indeed? Um, but anyway, uh, we are here revealing ourselves within the figment of our imagination, which is in the Dagda, which is at the Edinburgh Festival. And um, there's a strange sound of pipers, Robin. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, at the sound of about 55,000 pipers. Yeah. Uh, marching down um, Buclue Street. Yeah. Not, not With their musket, pipe and drum. Okay. Well, there's 55,000 pipers and one drum, which I think is a mistake. Yeah, the the pipers are drowning out the poor drummer. Yeah, the poor drummer's, I mean, he's on a hiding to nothing. This isn't one of those aggressive marches where you can't walk in front of them or you might get beaten up, is it? Oh, no. no. (laughs) This is a very chilled out march with 55,000 to one to one piper to musket ratio to drum. What's a musket? Yeah, with a musket, pipe, and drums. Oh, okay. It's Isn't a it ceremonial musket. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. But what I'm getting at is I think that the 55,000 pipers, one drum, one musket, yeah. at one pipe, um, are here <laughs> to welcome this week's guest. Yes, I thought so. Did you think that was what it was? They, because were, s- they were spelling her name. They were spelling her name with, in the notes in the air. Yeah. And she sits upon a sedan chair, mm. waving actually pretty regally to the passers-by. <laughs> and um, under her sedan chair are just loads of... Go on. Crisps. Crisps. Just loads yeah. of crisps under the sedan chair. I don't know Good. why. Yeah. Um, because we've got plenty of crisps here. She didn't need to bring her own. McCoys. Uh, McCoys. Mm. Um, but please welcome in to the moon underwater in the Dagda, the one and only Josie Long! Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi. A pleasure to be here and to hear the deafening sound of tens of thousands of bagpipes. Mm. Oh, it was bagpipes. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you think it was? Well, just like, uh, I oh, don't like know. Like a little tin whistle. Yeah, tin whistles. Yeah. Oh, no. It was, ba- it was bagpipes. Yeah, and sorry. Sorry, Josie. I, not a lot of people know my improv work. But it, um, it it tends to be quite sort of tends to be based around just large large amounts of bagpipers. <laughs> That's the only real scenes I'm good for in improv. And then you can adjust. It can be in this one. There's a million people are like whoa. Yeah. And then it's like oh, you're in space and there's sixty two thousand pipers, <laughs> yeah. or um, you have to guess the occupation of the people who knock at the door. All pipers. Yeah. <laughs> The scene lasts forever because there's 80,000 of them. Yeah. And then you hit and go, and scene. Your, your, your fringe show, Bagpipes, an improvised musical, isn't selling well this year. Is no, it, no, 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 because it's, it's the same joke again and yeah. again and again. <laughs> uh, but Josie, thank you so much for coming into The Moon Underwater. Um, 
I wanted to ask first about hello to you, sir. Hello to you, madame. <laughs> Sorry, I've addressed your gin as sir and your tonic as madame. Don't know why I've done that. Um, but Josie has had a gin and tonic reveal itself on the uh, stage here. But I wanted to start, Josie, by asking about your early relationship with pubs. Because you would have been performing in venues that you weren't probably legally allowed to enter yes, when you first started. Isn't that cute? Is you it wasn't cute? legally allowed. Do you know, when I was um, 22, somebody wrote a press release that was like, she won a bottle of champagne that she wasn't legally allowed to drink. And I remember thinking, I don't like that, but I'm sure it won't haunt me for decades to come. <laughs> <laughs> And it does, yeah, I did. But that was, so I, I didn't want to like start this podcast being like I don't like pubs because that's not true. But at the same time, I don't like no, it's not that. <laughs> but uh, but like growing up as a teenager, my relationship with the pub was like very adversarial because like if you have an alcoholic in the family, it's like the terrible thing that ha that is in your life where you're like, oh no, they're in the pub again. Mm. Oh, are they in the pub? Oh, they're in the pub. And so like, it took me a long time to have any relationship with pubs themselves. But weirdly, yeah, I started stand up when I was about 15, 16. And my whole relationship with pubs for a long time was rooms above pubs. Yeah. And so like, I have beautiful positive memories with like every room above every pub in London. <laughs> and like, it's so funny to me that like, even now, like most of the time if I go through a pub, it'll be like, right, I'm just walking through the pub, I go upstairs, and then I'm in like the bit I am safe in that's yeah. like mine. But, so, but your relationship with the, the pub must be quite complex because with alcoholism in the family, with being not just a female performer, but a young female performer who perhaps- Thank you, I am young, I'm a young four. <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> but you started so long ago that late 90s i was watching that documentary about and i had to stop because it's too stressful about the 1999 woodstock oh yeah. oh yeah and the guy at the start made a really interesting point which is that sort of the late 90s was this weird mix of um influences on sort of male culture which were quite aggressive and mm. quite antagonistic and it was sort of that quite unapologetically almost sort of violent lad culture was celebrated yeah 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 and like lads mags i think it was a really odd time and a time that was very full of backlash that only gradually abated i think in the mid teens 20 teens and so weirdly yeah i really remember when i was about 17 when i ever did interviews and people would be like you're a woman doing comedy that's weird and i remember thinking like I'm 17, like I have no conception. And just being really like, why would they ask me that? Like just not having a clue. So it was weird, but it was also very exciting. And I think it's quite disarming, like particularly when I was like 16, 17, I'm doing gigs in the back rooms of pub, rooms above pubs. Nobody was grim, at, well, that's not true. But <laughs> on the whole, I feel like people acted on their best behavior around me because it was so odd for them to mm -hmm. be like, oh, a child is here yeah. doing her weird shit about dreams she's had. <laughs> I, and so what? And my main memory of that sort of time was like men who seemed impossibly old doing material about fucking Star Wars and me being like, I don't care. Yeah. You remember the 1970s? I never will. I wasn't <laughs> alive. So I remember that. And I remember sort of, I was very innocent about it, really. It's not like I was like, 
oh, I'm in the pub, I'll drink. I was just kind of like, I'm in the pub, I'll do my gig. Maybe someone will give me literally a handful of pound coins and then I'll go back to Orpington, you know. Mm. So it was, it was very sweet. And I have like nice memories of it because it was so unusual for me and it was a whole world that I was discovering. So like I could gig in a room below a pub with four punters and sort of a selection of open mic comedians who were like so odd and terrible and then the next night be gigging at a venue with an audience of 200 in a posh theatre and in my mind there was no differentiation because I'd not done any gigs and I was just like gigging and so sort of yeah it's nice and it's nice to have had this knowledge of Soho from the early 2000s like knowing all the pubs many of which have gone now and and that kind of thing. So was that when you were like at sixth form then? So were yeah. you, yeah. Felt like a double agent. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to school and be like, no one knows that I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but did, did no one know? Or were you bringing back reports of the sort of adult world? Uh, it was complicated because I think me and my friends packed a lot into our teenage years because we were in Orpington where there's nothing to do. So like we would all like go to clubs when we were 13. And it was one of those things where at the time I was like, it's because we look so mature. And now I'm like, it's not that. Mm. It wasn't that, it was worse. So as... <laughs> it was bad. It was bad as to why we were allowed in. Because we'd be like, they let all the girls in, but they don't let the boys in because they obviously look really young. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, we're going to create your dream pub or yes. bar area. Yes. Are there any sort of wrongs you want to write with your pub? Uh, or are there any sort of, is there anything you want to see there that you'd like to see in all pubs or anything you'd want to feel or anything you'd want to sort of have access to? So I have to like, this. I don't know how to frame this, but like anyone who <laughs> reminds me of... I'm sorry if that's harsh and I'm sorry because what might happen is you know there are some people who might resemble that person who I'd be like they might be great, you know. Yeah, it's but a com- it's, it's a complicated sign to put outside, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? You know. <laughs> but that's well, what it was saying. Like. Yeah. Are you able to adapt facial recognition technology, like with Face ID on an iPhone? So it's like if you're five percent, if you're within five percent of unlocking the phone, you're not in. You can't in. Nah. Okay. I, so I think for me, like I, f- it's complicated with pubs because like I've been put off a lot from like drinking culture and and it's something I sort of go back and forth with because I do like a drink but I sort of am very ambivalent so like it would have to not feel like a grim old man pub like when I was 19 I worked in a pub in Orpington called the White Heart which I think actually had a folk club above it although I never saw that and you would see these guys who came in and they'd come in from work and they were like there was like an undercurrent and then between like Five and 11, they would like unfurl into cans, <laughs> like unfurl into like violent or cruel or angry people. And, and so for me, like serving them, dealing with that was like full on. So I think the, the, the theme of the pub would be good vibes only. Good vibes good only. Good vibes only. Yeah. Yeah. And that's complicated. Do you know what else? I, I have ADHD and it often makes me feel awkward. And what I like is a purpose. So what I'd want is like fucking quizzes. I'd want shit to do with your hands. Chess everywhere. Mm. Nothing but chess. <laughs> fucking nothing but chess. Chess. Chess on the tables. Chess. Oh, and I'll tell you something else about my pub. My pub, and apologies to you, it's got its own. It's like one of them fucking working men's pubs, but it's like a socialist pub. 
Yep. So, like, if you don't agree with the politics, you can come in as long as you don't say fucking anything about it. <laughs> like, there's a place called the, the Red Shed in Wakefield. Yeah. Mm. And the Red Shed in Wakefield I love so much. And it's full of, like, such cool old guys who were really like, oh, I'll tell you, in 1976, we did fucking this. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, I feel like in that shed, there are actually a couple of boys who drink there who don't have that politics. But they just know that, like, I'm here for the company. <laughs> <laughs> so you, that's really nice that you would have, like, a sort of a pub with a, a political standpoint that still let other people in as long as they knew that they were swimming against the tide. Yes, <laughs> finally. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what's sweet? Um, one of my, it's like, I don't know how sweet it is, actually. I live in Glasgow. And one of my relatives uh, came up and... Uh, he went to the pub in the day. We said, oh, which one did you find? He went, oh, I found this lovely pub, absolutely lovely pub called The Regent. And I was like, the, the, Rangers, the Rangers pub? Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, everyone was so nice to me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> um, but, you know, to, to be fair to him. <laughs> so we've we've staked out a lot of your key demands, and I think oh, I have we'll, many more. Oh, we'll, oh. We'll, get, we'll get to them. So, so far we've got no, no one within 5%. Yeah, we'll have to kind of... I don't know how we'll mute this because I feel like my mum will be alerted to it and I don't want to piss her off. Okay. So we're within a certain alcoholic relative. Yes. yes. So maybe... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, but then other alcoholic relatives might think I'm thinking of them. Okay. A certain alcoholic relative with whom I grew up. Yes. Hang within, on, let me just make sure that nobody else fits into that. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay, that's good <laughs> stuff. Um, good vibes only, chess everywhere, and activities. Oh, do you know what else I want? Mm. Yep. Okay. So there's a pub which I'm sure you will have talked about, the Bookbinders in yes. Oxford. Yeah. And in that pub, they've got um, barrels like that, or they yeah. did in the glory days. And just on it, a fucking mound of peanuts. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares if you're allergic? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> a mound yeah. of peanuts. If well, you're allergic and you open that door, yeah. very cruel. Yeah, no yeah. warnings. You know that person who got an allergic reaction on a plane because someone opened peanuts yeah. like 10 rows back and it got into the air conditioning? Yeah. In, in the bookbinders, they've got barrels like that that are full of peanuts and Mon they've got like uh, uh, holes that you... Monkey nuts. Monkey nuts, Sorry. yeah. Yeah, it is monkey nuts. But they are peanuts. They are peanuts. Carry on. <laughs> But they come in the shell, so it's like, yes, you know. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think that is important because there is something hygienic about that. True. Yeah. That's probably been banned by the EU now, hasn't it, Josie? <laughs> Getting straight monkey nuts back. I'm afraid, yeah. I'm afraid this kind of chat is banned in my pub. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting on with that. I'm, I, I, so we have, or do you know what else we'd have? And, and I'm glad you mentioned it. There's a, so I have lots of like negative associations with pubs around Edinburgh due to um, bad relationships. And I uh, have a good association with a lovely night I had in the Waverley Bar oh, when it used pub. to give away crisps as well. Ooh. Did it? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. If a pub constantly is giving away food, like, you know how in Spain you just have little pinchos, you know? Mm. That's, I want a pincho culture. Yeah. I, there's a pub in Bristol called The Ship. I don't think it's there anymore. But on a quiz night, they used to bring out huge casserole dishes of, of sausages. Yes. And it, they were yes. just on the bar and there'd be like 30 sausages in three casserole dishes. There's 90 sausages. It probably cost them, I don't know, a tenner. Yep, yep, yep. Because they weren't like top level sausages. But 
it was so nice to be able to go and get two, I don't know why, I don't eat meat anymore, but just the idea of being able to just get two sausages yeah. and hold them in your hand and eat them. Top level sausages. Do you remember in, in Oxford? Also, it's very funny being like, guys, do you remember in Oxford? <laughs> yeah. In the early 2000s. But do you remember, I can't remember I think it was uh, I think anyone who's annoyed by that will have left the podcast <laughs> by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite, a, quite a dominant theme, but yeah, carry on. Yeah. There, there was a, a Caribbean bar and its oh, license yeah. demanded that you had to buy food. Yes. So you'd buy like a beer and a sandwich and they had like a tiny little sandwich for five p like and I would love like a novelty pincho menu where it's like you may have one chicken nugget for twenty five pence. That yeah. absolute heaven. Was that, that the one up on Cowley Road? Yeah. But there's a sign outside that said from a penny to a pound. <laughs> I mean that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why it would have that sign. I know, yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Josie, we must move on to your choices because I we... refuse. I have more things at no, no. yeah. <laughs> Well, we can come to more of that later. But what what are your two draft options? Okay, now this is where you guys are gonna think I'm a prick, and it's because I don't drink very much. I have a child that I breastfeed; she's eight months old. I have a four year old. I get woken up all night. I can't be. I can have a drink. There's no fun here. Also, I have a problematic long relationship with. Uh, anyway, first draft. Mm. And it's free, by the way. Is it? Soda, water and lime. Soda and lime? No, and not cordial, fresh lime. Oh. We're here to live. Oh, dear. We're here to fucking live. Fresh uh, soda, water, fresh lime. And if any cunt tries to charge for it, they're going to prison. <laughs> I once went into a pub and there was football on, which I wasn't even interested in. And I was like, I'm getting a soda, water. £2.50. No. Never forgotten. That was 12 years ago. Um. However, if the Dagda's policy is to charge for a soda and lime, they we do wouldn't. support that. You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? Not you. Not you, <laughs> Joe. Um, so soda and fresh lime. We've had previous people in the moon underwater 
who despise soda and fresh lime but love soda and lime cordial. Why are you team fresh? <laughs> because I, I don't want a sweet juice. I want a little pick-me-up. I want a reviver. You, you know? want a reviver. Yeah, it's like if you have just the tonic, you're like, oh, here we are. Just the tonic, you know? Whereas like, yeah, you don't... A sweet juice. I'm not, I'm not here to drink squash. I'm not five. Okay, okay. I'm here to fucking drink some abrasive water. So... Um, <laughs> It's a soda and fresh lime first. Yeah. What's second? Okay, this is more a dream request because I'm so tedious. Me and my partner both have to be gluten-free for health reasons. There's a, a Spanish gluten-free, alcohol-free lager called Free Dam, and it tastes good. Yeah, like, nice. And they used to... Oh, this is so dull, and I can't believe I'm saying it to a room full of people. Used to be able to get it from Morrison's for six for three quid. Now, shrinkflation, four for £3.50. Unbearable. Oh, Unbearable. the dreaded shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. First, they came for our dairy milks. <laughs> so, free dam, gluten-free, alcohol-free. Open up, there's no beer there. <laughs> 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 but is that something? In what is that something you drink at home? Is that I you love it. Yeah. drink quite regularly. And it's so refreshing. And all my life, I've had like not been able to drink gluten-full beer because it makes me ill and it's so annoying. And to be able to have a beer that tastes delicious, that's freezing cold in coming out the fridge. Oh, at the end of the day, I didn't realise why people drank beer. Yeah. And now, even though it doesn't give me a buzz, I'm like, oh, a lovely beer. A beer in the garden. I was mm. bizarrely asked to judge the gluten-free beer category for the Vegetarian magazine in <laughs> 2018. What an honour. Yeah. <laughs> It was a real high point for me. Yeah. Um, but there's one called Celia. It's good. It's really good, I thought. I'm not a huge lager fan, but it was a decent lager. Um, so are you, are, you quite, are you quite a big denizen of the gluten-free section of the supermarket? Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried this is dull, but no, no, no. <laughs> it's got a lot better in the last few years. Yeah. yeah. It's gone from like, oh, sand. Delicious. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> Nutritional sand. Some delicious gluten-free sand. Yeah, whereas now it's like, oh, wow, it's spongy and it has the feel of bread. And then if a friend who can eat gluten eats it, they're like, no, it's still dog shit. Well, there's like the, the vegan section in supermarkets now are an absolute joy to go in. Whereas before it, there wasn't one. Yeah. It was just stuff that was vegan by accident dotted around the shop. Like, Which is more like a computer game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of Marmite, Jammy Dodgers... Cornflakes. Dodgers are vegan. And Oreos. Mm. Uh, fun you fact. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't guess, would you? What, uh, um, why are biscuits quite... What? Yeah, but biscuits have butter in oh, them. Of course they do. But also they've they got like... They should. <laughs> they've both got like a sort of creamy filling. Right. And yeah. I think you would assume they're not. And also I think, I wonder if, if they did advertise it, they might actually sell less. Yeah. So they sort of keep yeah. stum. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the pub, pub, pub. Josie, your cans and bottles, please. Oh, okay. Um, so they can be cans or bottles. Yeah. Now, I want anyone listening to know that I feel bad about this because I know they're a terrible company, but there is something so life-giving, particularly when you're exhausted about a can of real coke not diet not zero mm -hmm, a can mm -hmm. of real coke i feel like a victorian drinking a health tonic mm. yes 
I yeah. feel like, like if you're really hungover, and I know it is a bad company, and I feel awful to engage with them. I'm very aware of that. But at the same time, like the planet's already on fucking fire. Yeah. Have sometimes a lovely coke. I haven't. Sometimes I haven't slept. And do you know what? If you have a nice cold can, can or glass bottle, but can, it's just like. Oh. This is going to go viral now, isn't oh, it? No. Well, oh God! Oh, I do everything. I recycle. Comedian loves Coca Cola. <laughs> um, oh, so, God. <laughs> ice cold can of Coke is that from the can? Decanted from the can. From the can. Not decanted. No. Okay. Uh, do you ever go uh, caffeine free? No. 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 Listen, I'm already gluten free and alcohol free. <laughs> Just allow me some pleasures. So would you say a, a can of Coke is one of your biggest stimulants? <laughs> yeah, I would say that. <laughs> I think though that, that that is a good thing, though, to only have it as a kind of medicinal thing. I do. Because it, it is a really good hangover cure. I yeah, think. it's an intervention of a drink. It's yeah. like, oh, thank God. Okay, let's yeah. do this. Um, so that'd be one. And number two? Okay, so... I was going to go a lovely bottle of Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Because I had some stand-up about how before I had kids, I was like a fun mum. And I'd be like, woo, on the Grigio. And I would like <laughs> wanted to have a, a, a catchphrase where I was like, get me on the Grigio. <laughs> and I'd be like, who's on the Grigio? And they'd be like, you're on the Grigio. And I think it's something to lean into as a middle-aged woman. I think Pinot Grigio is so drinkable. It's so watery. <laughs> and that's very good on a hot day. Yeah. Actually, sort of. I'll keep that. I will keep the Pinot Gris. Is that on the, that's on the tasting notes? Really watery. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, really you'll watery. barely realise you're drinking wine. Yeah. You'd be thinking, did someone tamper with this bottle? <laughs> I once, well, I haven't actually had Grige since it became known as, uh, in a many, many years ago, in a previous relationship, going back many years, uh, Pinot Grigio had to be banned from the house because it once caused me to fall asleep during an intimate moment. <laughs> the sweet, sleepy Grigio. The It was the sleepy Grigio. There were a lot of tears knocking around. Ooh. Yeah, and it the was bad times. The tears, it just adds to the watery nature of the wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was I love a bad the way you're day. just Is that what? Did he use that in the argument afterwards? It's a Pinot Grigio. I did actually. Really? I said, and it, uh, I said, it's the it's we we. I'll never drink Pinot Grigio again, and that's my pledge. Yeah. Um, and uh, have so you, I, so have you stayed off it? Yeah. Do you know what? I've always because I now have an association of the bottles of Pinot Grigio with that person crying. Um, do you know what? It'd be a lovely picture on the front. Of yeah. your <laughs> Whereas Riesling makes you a better lover, if anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Re Riesling's got a bit of get up and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to do with the bottle shape. Um, so is our is your second can or bottle Pinot Grigio? Yeah, nice bottle of the Grigio. Nice bottle the of the Grigio. And then we'd know that Mum was Mum was on it that night. That's how I. That's how I would describe myself. I believe. Mm. And any specific type, or just brackets general. Well, here's the thing: if I actually wanted a nice bottle of wine there's like a few very nice like um new zealand uh like sauvignon blanc that i would choose mm. that i like a lot and there was one that i really loved quite recently that you could get in sainsbury's but it was like 18 quid which felt like very exciting for me but it was beautiful i can't remember what it was but it was a oh great of course you won't give me this information now brain <laughs> <laughs> so, nobody move 
it was a oh it'll come to me it was like a type of grape that i thought gosh i don't know much about this and then i looked it up and i was like this this is what i'll drink forever yeah and then i drank it for about a year and then i was like we've, we've done this now we're not doing this anymore so. i'd love it if a sommelier was like that it yeah. was it's a type of grape <laughs> oh, it's a type of grape it's good well, it's kind of wa- watery it's <laughs> <laughs> come oh. on, come on, think, come on. <laughs> I'm so annoyed at myself because I looked it up and I found out how to buy it because they stopped, they sold it at Sainsbury's and I loved it. And then I had to try and like buy it through wine importers because it was like this quirk that it was there. It was so good. Tell oh, you I'm what, so Joe, I'll look it up in my mind whilst Robin uh, does the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey have been deducted five points. Pinot Noir? Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry. Welcome to the quiz. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Moon Underwater pub we're, quiz. We're still trying to look up Josie's uh, favourite Pinot, no, favourite was- Sauvignon Blanc in our minds. Yeah, but yeah. I just realised that it was actually Pinot Noir and it was red. <laughs> okay. right. It was Very really similar. nice. Very similar. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think there was something going on. It's because of Pinot Grigio that was like that. It was yeah. so nice. That's very duplicitous, isn't it? Calling two a white and a red with Pinot in the start. Yeah. Very confusing. when people are drinking. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's like that bit of is it the wasteland called the dry salvages. Yeah. And it's like everyone's going to call that salvages. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Who yeah. the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> he's, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. he's dead to me. Anyway, it's a pub quiz. This week, it's a, it's a special pub quiz about Scottish indie music. How exciting. It's, it's, I think the audience here will do quite well. And you, I think you'll do quite well. Half the audience are, like, really involved. Yeah. <laughs> and John will say, oh, it's too hard. How many questions are there? Three. Is there a prize? Is it a meat raffle? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Thank you. But there's no answers in that. We do the answers in the second section. Yeah. So this is just to set everyone in here on, on tenterhooks. Okay, so yeah. I can't like blurt out. No, but you can blurt in. Blurt in. <laughs> that was my <laughs> failed mental health campaign. <laughs> blurt. <laughs> blurt in, mate. <laughs> Scottish indie music. I think I've made them too easy, if anything. Question one. Which Glaswegian indie pop band made history as the first unsigned band to appear on Top of the Pops in 1996 with their song Candy Pop? That's very easy. Thank you. (laughs) I never actually understood why they were unsigned, because they were signed. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, carry on. Question two. Which record was set up in 1979 by Alan Horn as a vehicle for releases by Orange Juice and Joseph Kay? The label's motto was The Sound of Young Scotland. Okay. Yeah? And now I've got my hard one. (laughs) Can we get the quiz done first? (laughs) That's just something for the dads. (laughs) Question three. What book is the girl reading on the cover of Bell and Sebastian's album, If You're Feeling Sinister? Great cue. Thank you. That is such such a pleasing cue. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. 
that's unbearable. Is it? Because I can see it, but I yeah. don't even, you know, I'm trying to remember what white wine I had and it was red wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those questions in a memory test where the final question is, you remember question one? And you're like, no, <laughs> you never told me. I would need to know that now. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Um, well, we leave everyone on Scottish indie tenterhooks and here in the moon underwater in the Dagda, we are going to watch as our patrons head to the bar to refill their glasses. If you would like to be a patron and have access to wonderful live fire risks like this gig, <laughs> uh, then head to moonunderpod.com and uh, donate on Patreon um, that we, you know, know that you're not insured. Uh, as a result of that, uh, you you must have your own liability insurance as a do, patron. Do one of those insurance bubbles where you sort of take stuff, you know, you can have a bubble, can't you? Can you? Yeah, you can insure, like, your possessions in a little bubble. Okay. Yeah, and you could do that and come to the event. Is that a lie? No. <laughs> yeah. I think it's true. Has anyone heard of that? Yeah. Isn't that a room full of grown-ups? <laughs> Uh, but we uh, thank Josie Long for her time so far. In Josie's Dream Pub, uh, we have no <laughs> alcoholic relatives with which she spent significant time in her youth. Yes. Uh, we, have, uh, <laughs> we have good vibes only, chess everywhere, knitting in the corner activities, novelty pincho menu, soda and fresh lime, freedom, gluten-free, alcohol-free beer, cans of regular Coke despite the inevitable damage to your career that that choice will do um, and Grige the sweet, sweet Grige hashtag team Grige red Grige red Grige <laughs> so uh, we will join you back in part two bye bye <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.